Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What is up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Coach Bonnie, and it has been a while since I've recorded a podcast. I miss doing this. I cannot wait to get uh, things in order. Everything is changing so rapidly in my world and it's just, it's a it's a great time to be alive. It's a great season to be in. So much growth, so much change. And one of the things that we're gonna talk about today is that process of growth and that process of change and how it can show up in your life in the form of abundance, right? You have to be willing, ready to receive abundance. You have to be in the space, the mental, emotional capacity to be able to receive abundance because if not, you will always feel like it is so far from you. So I am recording live today inside the Boss Up Lifestyle Facebook group. And it's going to be kind of workshop style. So this podcast might sound a little bit different as I stop and pause and maybe actually interact with those that may be asking certain questions on the live. So right now, if you are watching live, go ahead. If there's any sort of question or as I talk, it'll probably come up more, but feel free to ask any questions in the comments or provide any input because it's gonna help. Someone may need to hear what you're saying. And without further ado, let's dive into money mindset concepts. So it's no secret, I I love abundance. I, I created a course this year called Exponential Abundance. And right after that, I released a course, a group coaching program called Boss Life Blueprint, teaching people how to level up. The name of the Facebook group is called Boss Up. Um, everything about what I teach, yes, it is about personal development and growing as a human, but one of the greatest joys that I get to have is teaching women how to manifest money and how to manifest abundance. It, abundance doesn't just mean money. And, and, and money isn't the most important thing in the world. No, it's not. But if you ask the majority of people what is affecting their quality of life most, uh, you'll have some people that will say their weight and their health, but for the majority of people, it's their financial situation and the inability to do the things that they want to do with their money because they don't have enough of it. They want to be able to say no to things, not because they don't have enough money, but because they just genuinely don't want to. But the problem is, is that most people don't take the time to sit down and realize that that's what has them unhappy. Because when you get to the root of what's going on, the fact that you don't feel you have enough, again, it doesn't have to be Monday. It could just be a state, you don't feel that you are abundant with time. You don't have time to focus. You don't feel you're abundant with money. You don't have money to spend things on. And some of the characteristics and some of the um, traits of people that say these things, they're all pretty common and they all look the same, but just show up in people's lives differently and at different levels of intensity. But they all revolve around the same core concepts of your energetics, right? What is the energy that you have while you're going into things? Um, what do you feel about certain situations? What do you believe most importantly and how you show up? So there's so many different ways that I can talk and teach about money, but I'm going to try to keep it as superficial and surface level as possible because for a lot of people, if 
Talking about money is an awkward subject for you. And I dive deep into some of the energetics about law of attraction and about, you know, manifesting abundance and all of this stuff. Like it can either sound like straight woo woo and it will repel you or it just, it seems so far away from you that you can't even wrap your mind around it. So I'm going to try to go in and the simplest and easiest way for you to understand and realize that your situation with money is a direct result with your relationship to money. Your relationship with abundance is a direct result of your relationship with abundance. And if you've never taken the time to even consider that you have a relationship with money and that you have a relationship with abundance, well, then there's your, there's start there. You cannot expect to have a great turnout. You cannot expect to have great results. You cannot expect to have a great experience with something when I ask you about your relationship with it and you're like, we don't have a relationship. Wasn't that funny? It feels the same way and that's why it's avoiding you and that's why you can't keep it. So think about it like that. That is the most simplest way that I can explain to you why some people have a lot of money and why some people don't seem to have any money. Why some people, when they say, I'm going to manifest this in my life, they do it, and why others are sitting around not manifesting anything except for more of the negative same experience that they have been trying to get rid of their entire life. So I'm gonna give you some stories so that you can see this at play so that it'll make a little bit more sense to you. When I used to wait tables, I would watch other people make so much money all of the time and I knew that, well, one, I was a harder worker than them and two, I needed it more. Like I was a single mom and I'm struggling and I'm watching these college students who don't care about their guests and whatever, it doesn't even matter about them. The, 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 the heart of the matter is this, is that I had this core belief that I needed to work very hard to make my money and that even if I did work very hard, that perhaps it would not be there for me. In every situation, in every story that I share with you guys, when I talk about um, money, I want you to replace money with a relationship with someone that you love, whether it's your significant other, your child, your mother, something like that. So what I just said about money, if I were to replace um, money with my mom, I believe that I had to work very hard to receive my mom, to receive her love. And even if I did work very hard, I still probably wouldn't get it. Can you see how that might affect our relationship? Can you see how that might create some sort of resentment? And if you've been listening for a while, you know we are deep into the woo-woo. I try to make the woo-woo as applicable as possible and not so mysticized. I like to demystify woo-wooism. And woo-woo is just talking about spirituality, law of attraction, and things that can't be seen. But what's funny about the things that can't be seen is one of my favorite Bible verses when I was a kid, nope, one of my favorite Bible verses in my 20s was Jesus said, Focus, he said, set your eyes on what is unseen, not what is seen, because what is seen is temporal and what is unseen is eternal. And it's so funny how people want to, oh, well, you can't see it. It's not real. And if you can't do that, it's not real. And it's like, but Jesus even said the things that you can't see, that's what's actually real. And so your energy, your thoughts, the way your emotions, your soul, all of those things are very real. And if you try to pretend like these energies and these thoughts and this, 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 this vibration that you send out when you think about your relationship with money, if you want to pretend like that's not real and the only thing that is real is the pieces of paper that you get from your employer that's real and it's money and it's, it's tangible, that's the only thing that you perceive is real, well, then it's, it, it's no wonder because that is temporal, right? The things that you can see, that is temporal. How do we 
know, uh, two years ago, everyone lost those pieces of paper that their employers gave them called monies. We weren't getting that anymore. You see how temporal it is? But you know what is not temporal? Do you know what is eternal? Is your energy towards abundance. There were people during the pandemic, and I'm one of them, who, while not having any money, somehow created and generated more money. Is that magic? How did they do that? I can't see it. Yeah, because it's a, it's a, it's unseen and it is an eternal force. It is my energy, my vibration, and my relationship with money. I had people who said, this is the pandemic. I don't have time to start a business. That's a luxury, but I do have time to collect my unemployment check and spend it on weed. There are people like me who are like, yo, I don't want to depend on an unemployment check. How can I use what I have to create more? I'm going to pull some more Bible verses out. Jesus said to him who too much is given, much is required. So if you are wanting to receive abundance, then it's going to require of you to go deep and go within and do this work on your relationship with money so that you can require it. That is a big work. He didn't say you had to work necessarily hard. He said that much would be required. And that is where we get this twisted mindset. A lot of us that grew up with Christian upbringings that makes you believe that you have to work hard for money because it says, you know, if you don't work, you won't eat. Nobody said you had to work hard and kill yourself to make money, but that is a long-standing mindset that is embedded within the heads of the middle class and those below it, okay? I know I'm going all over the place right now, but like I love talking about money because my relationship with money was revolutionized when I woke up and realized that I was creating the same sad, miserable, um, just barely surviving story that I had seen and so many people that were close to me and so many people that I loved. So with that, we're gonna start with my first point, which is what is your story with money? What is your story with money? So if you're journaling or if you have a notepad, I want you, the first thing I want you to ask is what is your story with money? And basically, I, I just want to hear, like, have you had a great relationship with money? Was money always there for you when you needed it? Or or were you like me, always struggling to get money? You, you know, the lights are getting cut off. I've had two cars repossessed. Swiping my card at the grocery line and having it decline was a norm for me. I had, that, that was my, we're going to call it a thermometer, a thermostat. My financial thermostat was extremely low. Being in the negatives in my bank account was common. Getting late letter, getting letters from the office saying, that your rent is late and now you have a fee, that was common. So where what is your story of money? Fearful of not having enough, that's good. Thank you so much for that. If you are listening to the replay or listening to the podcast, I want you to pause this and write down, and if you're listening live, write it down and you can come back to it later on tonight. What's my story with money? Do I believe that it's on my side? Do I believe that it's hard to make? Do I believe that I'm worthy of it? If you're a business owner, do you really believe that what you're selling is, is worth money? Do you, be, or, or, or do you believe that if you have too much money that you'll become greedy or bad? I can't tell you how many uh, new coaches and business owners that I meet, they're like, I just wanna make enough money to survive. And I'm like, well, great, that's exactly what you'll have. You will always be in a state of survival mode because that's where you set the bar for yourself. Survival is not the goal, thriving is the goal. But if your story with money is that you just need enough to get by, well, then you'll have that, probably a little less. That's why they say shoot for the the, the stars, because if not, at least you'll land on the moon. But when you shoot for the moon, guess what? You may fall your butt back down on earth. So why not shoot higher? Why not you? Why not you be the one in your family that happens to make more than anybody else? Why not you? Mm, Thank you so much. Stephanie uh, said, my relationship with money is that I have to kill myself to get more. That's what I grew up seeing in my household, which leads me to my next question, which is what does my family believe about money? 
Take a moment, guys, and journal that down. What does my family believe about money? Does my family believe that people that have money are rich or greedy? Does my family believe that, um, and this is, this is, I'm gonna be transparent right now. One of the things that I believed starting my business was that what my business coach, one of the ladies that changed my life, she's beautiful, blonde hair, and I think she has blue eyes. And I think up until that point, like most of the coaches that I had were Caucasian. So I had this story in my head that of course it's easy for them to make money. Look at her, she's blonde haired, blue eyed and white. And so that was a story that I had to let go of in order to accept abundance because as long as I was walking around deciding that who I am is not worthy of calling in the truckloads of money that I see my peers bringing in, that's going to affect your energy. That's going to affect how you show up. So what does your family believe about money? That's question number two. Question number three is what do I believe about money? Before it was your story, but what do I believe about money? Or people that have it. What do you believe about people that have money? And for me, this hits deep. Working, waiting tables, I started in in the neighborhood that I live in, in Winter Park, which is a nice affluent suburb of Orlando. And then also waiting tables in the tourist industry over there by Disney and in Universal Studios. I created a very interesting relationship with people that had money. There were some people who were very arrogant and very rude and very demanding. And growing up with Christian background, I had learned to be humble and learned to be meek and learned all of these things. So when I would see these people act out this way, I decided that rich people were bad, that rich people were greedy and that rich people were selfish and that rich people should have to pay more in taxes because and rich people, they just have it so easy. And I created this nasty relationship with rich people. I remember even being called out on it by one of my coworkers when I was at the time a very devout and vocal Christian. And she said, we were put on a VIP table to wait on and I didn't want to wait on them because I was like, I don't want to serve them. I don't want to serve those stuck up arrogance. I just want to serve the regular people. And one lady looked at me and she goes, Bonnie, aren't you a believer? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, what if you're the only Jesus that these arrogant stuck up people see? Can you just serve them? And then I remembered how Jesus uh, wiped the, cleaned the feet of everybody, rich, poor, you know, prostitute, priest. And I was like, wow. And I think that was the first time that I really realized that I had such a distaste in my mouth for people that had more than me. So I want you guys to think about that for a moment. Twice in this past year, I've been to the gym with loved ones who wanted to lose weight. And when we got in there, I've heard both of these two people that I love dearly say very not nice things about the people that were already in shape there. You think it'd be the other way around, right? When everyone thinks of the gym and getting made fun of, you think of, oh, they're going to be, you know, uh, people are going to make fun of me because I'm bigger or I feel out of place. But no, the people that I brought to the gym that were out of shape were looking at the people that were in shape and, and looking at them and saying, well, what are they doing here? They're already in shape. Why do they even need to work out? And it's like, first of all, what does that have to do with you? This is where the insecurity of being judged comes from because we project our own insecurities onto people. And so I just thought it was funny that people who want to be in better shape look at people that are in shape and are now envious and jealous, jealous of them or have this distaste. You see where I'm going with this. So while you've got this distaste and this disdain for people that are in shape and healthy, we do the same thing with money. We've got this distaste in our mouth for people that have a nicer job and car and people that may have had it easier. You don't know their story, but you see them living life well, so you automatically assume they had it easier for you. 
easier than you. And so now you have this distaste in your mouth for the very thing that you want. How does that make sense? How does that make sense? That's like saying, I want to date that dude. He's so handsome, but ew, I can't stand him. He, like it just, it doesn't work that way. Like you either, you either want what they have or you hate it, but like how you can't have both. It doesn't, doesn't work out that way. Now you've got this conflict of interest. Now you're not in alignment. Your mind, your body and soul aren't in alignment. Like your mind wants money. It wants to be successful, but your soul is like your emotions, your feelings at your core being, you are someone that dis likes money or people that have it. And so in the same way that someone who's overweight, who looks at someone who's in shape and is jealous and makes catty remarks about them, your mind, your brain is paying attention to your energy. Your brain is paying attention to the visceral, the the internal responses that your body does when it's approached with certain things. So if when you see someone at the gym that is in shape and looks great, instead of looking at them and getting happy and releasing good, feel good hormones, like, yeah, I'm gonna get like that one day. Instead, you produce stress and, 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 and your muscles get all tight and you get all tense and your body has now, whether you meant to or not, you have now sent out this vibrational wave. You have now sent out the signal to your brain and to your body that that is disgusting. That is distasteful. We do not like that. And so that's why you find yourself not able to become and create the situation that you want because you have taught your body to distrust it and to not like it. Pay attention to how you feel when you sit down to pay your bills. Pay attention to how you feel when it's time to talk about money. One of my favorite things to do now is when I hop on consultations with people and I drop the price of the program is just sit back and listen and almost feel the energy. People that are in a good place and feel confident about money, I'll hear them quiet and then they, 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 they're figuring out how they can make it work. And that is a big, that is another big money mindset thing. Instead of always telling yourself, this is not for me, I don't have enough, I'm cut off from this, a little shift will be, how can I make this work? That shift changed the trajectory of my life. I've told this story multiple times. The first coach that I hired was, I think she was three grand and I only had 17 in the bank and I and I took, uh, no, 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 I think I had three grand in the bank, but I didn't want to give it all to her. So I gave her half of it and she was not the best coach for me. But, and so I basically wasted $1,700 as a struggling mom who didn't have money, but I didn't care. Something in me knew that this abundant, better life was for me. So instead of freaking out and getting mad that I just blew $1,700, I was like, okay, well, who actually can help me? And you know what I did in that moment? I raised my financial thermostat from someone who had never invested in herself to easily handing over $1,700 to a stranger. Now I have shifted from, I have to hoard and keep all this money because I'll never have more to, I'll find a way. And every single time I've done that, I've raised the financial thermostat for my brain. Whereas before it would have gotten nervous about investing and giving someone $100, I just gave away $1,700. What did I show? That was an act of faith. That was me saying, money, I trust that you will come back to me. I trust that we have a good relationship. I trust that what I invest in is always gonna come back to me tenfold. So now after that, when it was time to sign up for things that I didn't have the money for, I got resourceful because instead of seeing money as something something that I have to work hard for or something that's not for me or something that is so far away from me, I now see it as my partner and creating abundance not only for myself but for other people. So having this good relationship with money is going to open up doors and opportunities for you. Do you realize that your mindset has created a cycle of destructive patterns with money? So here's a good one, here's an example. Everyone is afraid of having debt. 
When I became an entrepreneur, I stopped fearing debt. You know why? Because my relationship and my mindset with money is that there are millions and trillions and billions of money just flowing, always flowing all over the world. People are spending money every single day, thousands, millions, trillions of dollars are being spent every single day all around the world. Why not me? If there is that much money out there, if I understand and can wrap my mind around the fact that there is that much money out there, why not me? That just means that I need to get into an energetic or a match or an alignment to where I can have those things. But you know where that's not? Believing that it's not for me. Believing that somehow working a hourly job and saving up money, even though I love to spend money, that I will somehow get myself out of debt that way. And that I will somehow magic, like that one time, when I I did the math, not real math, but I was like, now wait a minute, wait a damn minute. It, people get raises less than dollar raises. And there are people who get thousands of dollars of raises, but money is the, the, the cost of living is always going up. And so if I just stay at this level where I'm comfortable with taking this amount of money that someone tells me that my gifts are worth, and I just have to wait and hope and pray that they decide to pay me more while the whole rest of the world is continuing to go up in money, how the hell am I ever supposed to get ahead like that? Oh, I'm supposed to sacrifice vacations and sacrifice new clothes and new money, all this. I'm supposed to sacrifice my quality of life in hopes that maybe possibly if I keep myself cut off from abundance and the feeling of feeling abundant that I will somehow become abundant one day. I'm like, that doesn't, uh, uh, the math ain't mathin'. And so many people, this is one of the lies that keeps people stuck in poverty. You think that debt is the enemy. Senseless debt is the enemy. You getting a credit card and buying a TV, that's stupid, I'm sorry. You getting a credit card and buying clothes that, and that aren't for your job or for your business or something to propel you, you getting debt for things that are not actual investments, that's the problem. But going into debt for something that's going to propel you forward, that's not a problem. I had to start taking out loans and lines of credit in order to hire my coaches. Do you think I am worried about the fact that I had to, you have to take out loans to, to buy a house. You got to take out loans to, to get a car and those things depreciate in value the second that you get them. But investing in yourself, in your own wealth, in your own future, that only goes upward. And yet that's the very thing that we're afraid of. We have it so locked in our head that debt is bad, but yet we sign into this belief that we should go into debt for a house, for a car, for college that isn't even guaranteed. Do you guys understand this cycle that we have been set up in? And so many people are just existing through life, coasting and accepting these answers as truth and then wondering why everyone's broke because everyone's believing this lie. Debt is not your problem. The goal is not just to get out of debt because then what? Because then what? The problem with you thinking debt is the problem is that you have been conditioned to think that debt is normal. You've lived your whole life in debt with credit card debt, with student loans and mortgages, all of this. And so you are now conditioned to live in a state of, I owe this much money and it scares me and it makes me worried, right? And so what happens when you finally get out of debt? Because you have been so conditioned over the years to believe that, you know, this, this is the normal way of being, guess what? Now, and you've got your savings, right? You've got your emergency fund of savings. What happens is you will subconsciously, those destructive patterns, you will create something else that you got to pay off. And then you'd be like, oh, well, good thing that I had the savings here, which is great. But if that's where you set the bar is just to have enough to survive in case something goes wrong. We don't think bigger like, hey, there's more out there for me, or hey, I can I can create ways where I'm making money in my sleep. I can, I can create multiple students of income. No, we have settled and we are stuck in the ways that our family believes about money and the way that you were raised to, to understand how money flows to people. 
There are so many other ways to create wealth and no, it doesn't come overnight always. And no, it doesn't come instantly. But if you're spending all of this time being so meticulous about paying off your debt and being so meticulous about saving, why not be meticulous about being open to working on your mindset with money and being open to finding additional ways to create income so that you don't have to spend so much of your life saying no to things that you wish you could say yes to, but you can't because you don't have money. I know I just was like, that was one long run on sentence, but I need a lot of people to understand that you think your biggest problem with money is that you have a lot of debt. It's not, it's that you have debt that was not an actual investment that actually made you go forward. Me creating debt to hire coaches to teach me how to level up, that was not bad debt. There is nothing that I regret about that. And I don't focus on it. I don't stress about it. What I'm focused on and what I'm stressed about is continuing to move forward and, and making it so that that debt doesn't even matter. But I can't possibly get to that mindset if my mind is always stressed and worried about that debt. I don't worry about the debt. I worry about the wealth that I'm creating because what you feed grows and what you starve dies and what you focus your sights on, that's what's gonna grow. And so if I'm just always thinking about my debt, I'm always going to be functioning from a place of scarcity. And scarcity is simply believing, acting as if there's not enough. And if you are believing and acting as if there's not enough, you're not going to do things like take chances and take risks. The reason why rich people have more money and continue to generate more money is because they take bigger risks. You tell the average person, hey, you can invest in stocks, you can invest in crypto, you can do these kind of things. They'll be like, that's scary and risky, I'm not gonna do it. But let me go get this credit card so I can go buy this thing that I want right now. Instead of let me figure out the ins and outs of how I can create more money and invest in certain types of savings accounts and stocks and bonds so that I can create. No, I'm scared of that, but let me go ahead and create some debt for some bullshit that I don't really need right now. That seems safer. And this is why so many of us are stuck in the poverty cycle. When you hear things like investments, it's such a a disconnect because you weren't raised understanding the concept of investing in yourself that you'd rather invest in something that you can receive and feel right now instead of something, like I said again in the beginning, that is unseen, that is eternal. So realizing that this is a destructive pattern that you have, that you think that debt is the enemy, but yet you will, you will, you will create debt for things that don't matter. You think that saving is the best way to get ahead when you will never get ahead with just your savings. Because what? Because you're going to subconscious, like not even if you, even if you don't subconsciously create situations where you have to empty out your savings, life happens and life will always empty out your savings. So knowing that life will happen and it will always have you empty out your savings, why not start looking into other ways where you can actually like compound the interest on your savings or create an income that doesn't require you sitting at the job and working and functioning? That's the cheat code, is being able to generate income that you don't have to be present for. But if you've been conditioned to believe that you have to work long hours to make money, then those kind of thoughts won't even come into you. I've talked to at least 10 women this week and just dropped some ideas in their head and they're like, I never thought of that. I'm like, yeah, because we've been conditioned to think that our worth comes from how much work we do. And I gotta wrap it up because I have a coach, well, I have a consultation in about 15 minutes, but I'm gonna steer it towards feminine energy real quick. I talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy. And when it comes to the energy of manifesting, that is a very feminine energy. It is, it is being in the receptive mode. And so I wanna close with this. Are you in the receptive mode for money or do you have your guard up? What I mean by receptive is that if you believe 
that you are worthy because you are, not because you worked 40 hours, not because you have a degree in this, not because of anything else. If you believe that you are worthy because you are, then you would expect good things to happen to you. But if you're like me, you probably did not think that you were worthy and therefore you did not expect good things to happen to you. And because you don't expect good things to happen to you, it is very hard to attract and, and, and manifest and magnetize things to you when you don't think that you're worthy or deserving of them. You'll always be skeptical. Well, where would I get extra money? Well, who would hire me? Well, how would that work? That's not receptive. Does that sound receptive to you? If I walked up to you and was like, hey, I would love to have you on my team. I'm going to pay you $100,000 a year. If you don't think you're worthy, the first thing you would say is, well, well, why would you pay me that much? And I don't have enough skills. Oh, man. But if you're receptive and you're feeling worthy, you'd be like, absolutely. Thank you for this opportunity. And that's how it is with money. There's all, like I said, there's so much money going around in the world, all over the place, all around us. But we have this spirit of, well, I have to go clock in somewhere and work very, very hard and hopefully I'll be able to save and maybe I'll get some overtime this month. As opposed to money is here to help me create not only the life that I want to live, but also to show other women how to do the same thing. That's when my mindset with money changed. I wanted to do nonprofit work and I will. The driving force behind my business is all of the community centers and all the help that I want to provide to women like me where I was. But I also realize I can't help them if I'm also one of them. So then that's when I decided I've got to start becoming an example. I got to start being a pioneer of abundance and wealth for not just people that were born into it, but that you can create it, that you are worthy of it and that you are deserving of it and that it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be something that is unattainable for you. As I close, I went for a walk last night with God and I've been talking a lot with him about, well, he's not, a, God is not a man, but talking with God about me and my story with money and why I get stuck sometimes in certain stages and things that I feel like I should already know. And one of the things that I kept hearing is you get to, you get to choose. You get to choose whether you want to continue to struggle, whether you want to continue to live this 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 hard life where making money is hard and the only way that you'll break free is if you marry someone or if you get a big break or a really big client. But that's your choice. You're choosing to believe that that's the only way that I can bless you. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, you're choosing to believe that the only way that you can get money is through your business. And so you have to work very hard in your business. That's a choice. No one told you to believe that. You believe that on your own. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that is a choice. There are so many women out there that I know that have multiple streams of income, that have businesses, that have, you know, drops, that have all kinds of things. And yet I'm choosing to believe that God can only bring wealth into my life in this way. And maybe that's the same thing with you. Maybe you are choosing to believe that the only way that you can create more money is with your job. That's a choice. Nobody liked it when Kanye said slavery was a, a choice and I still don't think that he should have said that. However, at the core of what he's saying, being a slave to your situation, as long as there's not like whips and chains and you're you know, literally being like chained down somewhere, um, being stuck in our destructive paths is a choice and that hurts to hear but you get to choose your reality. You get to choose how you show up, what you invite into your life and, and what you repel. And the thing that I got revealed to last night was that, yes, I believed in abundance. I believe in abundance, but God was like, you also believe that all good things come to an end. And I remember looking up at the sky and I'm like, what do you mean by that? 
It's like whenever something's going good for you, deep down inside, you have this idea that it has to come to an end. And so if it doesn't come to an end on its own, I was subconsciously creating situations where it would because that's what I was used to. Where things being good for a little bit, I was used to feast or famine. <laughs> I was used to things going really, really well in my household and then there'd be times of being really, really bad and then times of really, really good and then times of really, really bad. And God is like, it doesn't have to be like that. You do know that you can just be abundant. And the core belief that really shifted was God revealed, he's like, do you believe that I have all all things are available to me because I'm God. I'm like, well, of course. It's like, well, you're my daughter. You're my child. Do you believe that I give to you exceedingly abundantly above and all that you could ask for because I'm God and I have it? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, but then why do you think abundance has to come to an end? That's almost like saying you believe that my goodness and what I have available for you comes to an end. And I was like, whoa. And I had to just sit by the lake and just eat that up last night. I was like, holy mother. It's like, yeah, you think things come to an end. And so when I when I experienced that, because I was wondering, I'm like, I'm in a season of my life where like I've, I've come this far, but I can't get to the next level. And, and I've been whining and why God this? And why do I always end up back here? And God's like, you know the deal. When you've been asking why too much, when you've been whining for too much, it's time to stop with the whining and ask what. And I finally got to that place of humility. I was like, okay, God, what am I missing? And it was that, that I believe in abundance. I believe in attracting things. I believe in manifesting. I've written, I've created courses on it. I teach my clients how to do it. I teach them how to, to get into mind, body alignment. I teach them how to balance their chakras. I teach them how to step into their feminine energy. But deep, 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 deep down, one of my core beliefs is that all good things come to an end. And if abundance is essentially all good things, that means that deep down inside, no matter how successful I would get, I would always come back to, well, it must be time for this to end. Ladies, it doesn't have to end. Abundance is available for you. It is a choice whether you choose to believe that you are worthy to have that sort of life and whether or not it gets to stop or not. That is a choice for you. One of the other things that God showed me last night was that I'm always on the lookout for something bad to happen because I believe that all things come to an, all good things come to an end. I was walking through my neighborhood and I always think I see a snake, always, because I'm always looking for them. And whenever I talk about how I see more snakes than other people, I realize, yeah, I'm literally always looking for them. I'm always looking for snakes. I'm always looking for frogs. Who knows how much of my life would have been enjoyed if I wasn't always looking for these things. If I could just walk by the lake and walk by the river, maybe I wouldn't have so many run-ins with them if I wasn't always looking for them. And I want to ask you, maybe you would have less run-ins with set financial setbacks and troubles and hardships and burdens if you weren't really deep at your core expecting them to happen and actually looking for them. So I promised that I was gonna provide some resources. I gave you guys some journal prompts. Write about what is your story with money. I want you to ask yourself, what does your family believe about money? What do you believe about money? And what do you believe about people that have money? I also reminded you that money comes in the path of least resistance. And so having this idea that you can only receive money through your job, I want you to be open to the idea that money can come randomly in the mail to you from old um, landlords and friends that owe you money. Like I, I remember I received a check in the mail from Hilton after I'd quit working from them and I didn't know that I was gonna get anything. But I started to believe like the people in the church that I was blessed and highly favored. And because I believed I was blessed and highly favored and I believed that I was worthy and that whole relationship I just shared with you about me being God's daughter and that God has abundance beyond reason. Once I started to believe that, that's when I started to receive it. So it just starts with a little shift in your belief that you are worthy 
and available to receive money from all different directions. So as we close up, cause I gotta get ready for a call. There are several different ways that I started uh, bringing in money during the pandemic before my business started taking off. One of the first things was something called gig pig. And you have to be comfortable talking on camera, which I kind of am. And it would involve you going into Walmarts and grabbing a product and having your camera up and doing basically a Snapchat. And they give you a script and everything. I can't remember. I think I made like at least 100, 150 bucks from those. And it was on Facebook and people were asking me like, are you a sales rep now? So that was one way. Um, gig pig, G-I-G-P-I-G. Um, other things that are actually legitimate are taking surveys. Yes, they might take a little bit longer to make and the price does vary. It could be anywhere from like $5 or $50. But if you're sitting at home and you have literally no income or if you're sitting at home and you need to get, you know, a couple more dollars for your bills, it doesn't make any sense to not. Um, it's surveys online at home. I can find the website. I actually sent it to two of my clients or two women that want to work with me, but they were like, I, I have zero income. And I said, hold on, I got you. And they're like, I didn't know that stuff worked. And I'm like, do you see again the mindset that you don't believe that things are open and available to you so you don't look for them? And not only do you not look for them, you don't trust them. This is why uh, the verse that I wanted to use earlier, but I use a different one where God said the person that has like 10 talents or the people that, that the person that doesn't have a lot of talents, the ones that buries them talents were coins. The person that took their money and buried it doesn't get any more, but the people that take their money and invest it, they get more. So for those of you that think that saving is the only way out, that's why you don't don't get more. I take what little that I have and I invest it into my business. I take what I have and I invest it into myself. And look, two years later, your girl's president of Toastmasters when I walked through the door and I was scared two years ago. Why? Because I take what I have and I invest it. I take what I have and I invest it. I don't take it and bury it and be like, oh my gosh, I have this gift of speaking. Let me keep it to myself. Oh my gosh, I have this gift of helping women transform their lives. Let me keep it to myself. Oh my gosh, I have this money. Let me put it in my savings account and never touch it because I'm afraid that I will never have more. That is not a spirit of abundance. That is a spirit of scarcity. Oh, let me find, I'm trying to find the, the, the websites for the surveys. Anywho, taking surveys online, it's not a scam. It is real. Take some surveys, make some extra money. Other options that I give women are to look, if you're on the internet all day long, social media, Instagram, TikTok, and you are like on it all day long like a pro, you can literally be somebody like me. Well, I already have two, so I don't need anyone, but thank you. Uh, a virtual assistant or an online business manager for someone, basically just handling the back end work for solopreneurs like myself who are trying to be everything in their business, but would greatly love someone taking the load off of their hands and just helping them run their social media accounts, helping them manage their books. There's so many free courses online and that's where I would always suggest going. If, if you listen to this and you listen to me talk about how I've invested in coaches and you're like, Bonnie, I don't even have $1,700 in the bank to invest. Let me remind you that money that I used to invest in my first coach was for my income tax return. I was waiting for my income tax return, not to buy a new TV like I used to do on a freaking credit card, but so that I could invest in a coach so that I could change my life. And um, so I, I use my income tax to invest in my first coach. But before that, I watched all of the free webinars on how to make money. 
your algorithm is based off of what you watch and what you like. And if all you watch and like is like, I'm sorry, just like not valuable stuff, like just just entertainment, then you're not gonna get a lot of ads that are gonna help you. Do you know what kind of ads I get on my Instagram and my Facebook and my YouTube? It's all money-making ads. It's all here, business owner, you wanna increase your sales? Hey, uh, do you wanna know how to make passive income? Hey, do you wanna do this? Those are all the ads that I get. Why? Because of the stuff that I'm looking and what I'm researching, the algorithm knows this woman wants to make more money, let's send her ads. But if yours is like, oh, how can I lose weight fast? You're gonna get a whole bunch of bullshit ass like uh, skinny, skinny tees and stuff like that. So if you don't have the money to invest in yourself right now, if you don't have the money to invest in courses or anything like that, start with free webinars. How do you get a hold of free webinars? Well, one, you start following pages like myself. And once you follow my page, you'll start seeing other people who are talking about more stuff. And it's what you focus on. I decided that I wanted to better my life, so that's what's on my feed. But if your feed is filled with people that are not bettering themselves or teaching you how to, the algorithm knows where you're at financially, emotionally, and mentally, and it just sends you more of the garbage stuff that you're already intentionally consuming. But when you switch your site and decide, this is what I wanna consume, this is what I wanna consume, I wanna learn how to build wealth, I wanna learn how to invest, what is an NFT, what is a stock, um, people that are talking about creating wealth, then you'll start to get more of that. And then you'll start to get more ads for free webinars. And I watched so many free webinars before I ever invested in my first coach because I was like, okay, I can only do so much with this free stuff. Now I need to have someone actually teach me and implement it and hold me accountable to it. So start with the free webinars. Start with doing little surveys online to get a little extra income. You can do Amazon. If you if you have a, a clean license, look into Amazon Flex Shifts, look into DoorDash and Uber Eats and literally anything that you can do, anything. I want you to start getting resourceful because once you start getting resourceful, now your confidence and belief in yourself goes up and you're like, hey, I can create extra money. My kids are out here doing handyman fix-it stuff. I'm about to have them start dog walking around the neighborhood. You've got to get into this spirit of I get to create more money. But as long as you stay stuck and you decide that it is outside from you, that is exactly where you'll stay. You set the thermostat for your life. So I hope that this was valuable for you guys. I literally have one minute before I need to be on a consultation call. If you listen to this podcast today and you're like blown away, like, yo, my my money mindset, my mindset in general is not positive. Send me a DM on Instagram at Coach Bonds, C-O-A-C-H-B-O-N-S. And let's talk about what would be a good place for you to start and where you should start with working on your money mindset and your mindset in general. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you hear this episode and it gave value, I want you to share it in your story and tag me. Ladies listening live in the Facebook group, go ahead and tag a friend and bring them over to the group if you think that they need to hear this. I believe in you. I love you. Now, girl, go get your life.